0: Lord God, we do ask your blessing on this morning. These words, pray that your word does not go out void. Pray that your people would be encouraged today and blessed as we reflect the gift of your son this Christmas day. Uh, One more item, I do have a lot of scripture today, so so that you're not turning back and forth and going all over the place in your Bible. I will put it on the overheads, it'll save you guys a little bit of uh, carpal tunnel maybe, so... Just hang in there. We'll get through it. All right, I'd like to start today with a question, and kids included. What is the first thing you think of when you think of Christmas? Trees, Santa, yeah. Lots of things come to mind. Music. I think I heard presents back in the back. All sorts of different things come to mind. Well, you know, why do we think those things? You know, there's a lot of things that are in our head. We, we we've been trained over and over, year after year, these traditions have taught us that these things mean Christmas, right? We've seen it all around. We go shopping, there's sales, gifts everywhere. Recently a Gallup poll was done and the results from that poll say that ninety three percent of Americans celebrate Christmas. What's well, good news, right? Well not not necessarily. Um, Another, in in addition to that, another question was asked, and only 71% say that it's a religious holiday. But only 84% of that 71% say that they themselves are Christians. So many think it's a religious holiday, but it's for someone else's religion. It's not for me, doesn't affect me, is what most of the world around us thinks, Well, it's important also to remember that this is not just an American holiday. All around the entire world, people come together and celebrate Christmas about this time. So Christians and non-Christians alike almost unanimously agree that a man named Jesus, Jesus Christ, came to live over 2,000 years ago, so much so that it is considered a historical fact. All the dates that we have are either BC, before Christ, or AD, which is in the year of our Lord, Um, in every date that we've had. In the past 20 or 30 years, however, the world, those that do not like Christ, that try to hide the fact that Christ is the reason that the dates are split, have kind of tried to change this, if you've noticed, and they call it BCE, or before the common era, or CE, common error, is what they say that we live in now. But regardless, time is still split in two. This is the one singular event in human history that has changed everything. Completely split time in two. And Christmas, my friends, is this one birth. This one birth of Jesus Christ, who came from Nazareth, born in Bethlehem. So, This morning, we need to wrestle with a question is, why is it such an historical, monumental fact that literally divided time in two, and now we have a yearly holiday worldwide around December 25th, and this one birth changed the world forever? So my main question that I'm going to start with today is, why did Jesus come, and what did he come to do? What was so important that whether the world accepts him or not, he changed it forever, and resulting Christmas being celebrated every year. So, one of the things we need to do to answer that question fully, I think, is go all the way back to the beginning. So, we're going to go back into Genesis 1 to start with, and we read about God creating the earth and all the living things. But then we we'll are fast forward a little bit, Genesis 2 15 to 17. The Lord God took the man put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may eat of any fruit, any tree of the garden, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Well, most of you probably remember what happened and remember that Adam and Eve did not obey, and they took of the fruit and ate it. In Genesis 3, 1 through 7, we read, So here we have Adam and Eve, they walked with God, they talked with God, in the garden, everything was perfect. Perfect scenario, they say, weather-wise, but then they ate of the fruit that God told them not to. The one thing that he told them not to do, and now sin has entered the world. But this action also, besides just sin entering the world, caused them to be separated from God. In God's holiness, he could no longer commune with them directly face to face so Adam and Eve seem to have ruined every opportunity for a fruitful eternal life with God so the next thing that happens is the Lord cursed the serpent but then he also says to the serpent I will put enmity between you and the woman between your offspring and hers he will crush your head and you shall bruise his heel So here in Genesis 3, so way back, some 6,000 years ago, we have God already telling man that, yes, you have caused us to be separated and allowed sin into the world, but in the future, I am going to send someone to make it right. It is also important to note here that it is not just Adam and Eve that sinned. It's easy to blame someone else, right? We can always blame someone else, but they did bring a sinful nature into the world that is now passed on to all descendants of mankind. And they introduced that sin into the world. But as Paul tells us in Romans, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Then also in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. So we are all born with sin in us, and yet, we all continue to sin. We now have this terminal illness that we will die because of our sin. So let's take a look at why we have Christmas, but ultimately we first must point out why do we have Christmas? Why did Jesus come? Well, he was sent. He was sent by God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should have eternal life. Okay, so why was he sent? Why? That doesn't tell me much, does it? Well, I'm glad you asked. So this morning, I have four points for you. A little better than two hours, right? Um, Not necessarily an exhaustive list, by the way, or in a particular order, but I want to wrestle with the question of, Why was Jesus sent? Why was this so important? Well, for starters, as we saw in Romans um, and other verses, which I won't dig into all of them, we were dead in our sins. But Ephesians 2.1 tells us, and you were dead in the trespass and sins in which you once walked. So what does that matter? How did Jesus' coming and give us Christmas, help with that. How did Jesus' birth, Jesus coming to earth, help the fact that we are dead in our sins and trespass? He wasn't simply here to physically walk and talk with us like he did in the garden. Jesus sent as God, became a man, but that wasn't his whole mission. So the first point of why he was sent is he was sent to pay the penalty For our sin. He came to die. And I won't elaborate on that. That's for someone to do at Easter. But (laughs) by doing so. Taking away our sins. Jesus Christ was sent. To pay the penalty. He came to die. Since we're all sinners. And since as we learned in Romans. The wages of sin is death. Or the cost of the price of sin. If you will. Christ came to pay that price for us. For Christ suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. And then in Philippians 2.8, he tells us, In being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. In Romans 5.8, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, justified by his blood and saved from the wrath of God. So God, because of his holiness and righteousness, demands the penalty for sin to be paid. And that payment is death. So for that first Christmas, God sent Jesus Christ to begin the work necessary to pay the penalty for our sins. And part of that work was after living a completely sinless life and to offer his life in our place and then to pay for our sins. As John 3.16 says, we can't overlook the fact that he loves us and desires to rejoin us in that communion that he once had with us back in the garden or with mankind. Okay, so why else was he sent? Well, Number two, he was sent to destroy the work of Satan. 1 John 3.8 tells us plainly. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the work of the devil. Not, not to finish him off, so to speak, um, as we learn in 1 Peter 5.8. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour so he is still active, the devil. He's still prowling around. But the coming of Jesus at that first Christmas marks the beginning of the end for Satan. He has come to begin the work and carry it out to completion through us. You mean the same usurper from way back in the garden who tempted Adam and Eve? That Satan? Yes. That, that is the Satan. The one that God said his head would be crushed, Jesus was sent to destroy his work, and he shows that, changing our lives, but Jesus does all the work. A couple more references I have on this point is Hebrews 2:14 and 15. Here Paul tells us that through death, he might destroy the one who has the power of death. That is the devil. And deliver all those who fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. So Jesus redeems us from the power of Satan. Further on in Hebrews 9.26, he says, But as it is, he appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. A little bit heavy stuff in a way, coming to die, coming to pay for our sins, but... Incredibly important stuff. This is the first Christmas present given was the birth of Christ. Point number three I'd like to make is he was sent to make the Father known and to offer salvation to the world. 1 Corinthians 4, 6, God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. And then in John 1, 8, we read, No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side has made him known. That would be Jesus Christ. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. So Jesus came to make the father known, to speak to us, to show him, to show us himself. God's final word is given to the world through his son. By paying for our sins, he is able to offer that salvation now to the entire world. Luke 19.10 For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And then Luke 19, verses 17 to 18 continue. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. It is also important to note that in Matthew 9, 13, Jesus tells us, For I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. And we look at John 3, 3. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In verse 5, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And the last verse in this section is John five twenty four, Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and has come. When the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. And those who hear will live. So if you remember the story of Nicodemus, as Jesus was telling Nicodemus, He is not asking us to re-enter the womb and be born again in the original sense, but a spiritual birth, a spiritual rebirth. This gift is from God. We call it regeneration, um, but that's just a fancy word for being born again in the spirit of God. And God enables us to see the kingdom and to hear his gospel and accept Jesus Christ as our savior. This, as I said, being the first Christmas gift ever, is this offer of salvation. That's me, that's us. Jesus was sent by God that very first Christmas to offer us to offer that to us. So we are dead in our sins, as we just read, until we accept this gift. All that we have to do is believe and accept. Sounds too easy, right? You know, me, I want to, you know, roll up my sleeves and figure out where I get started and how much work I got to do and what's it going to look like. But but it just says right here, all we have to do is believe and accept. Accept this most important gift of Christmas. If God is calling you, this is what you must do as well. If God is calling your neighbors, family, friends, coworkers, this is what they must do. And believe not with just your head, but with your heart to fully trust him. Lastly, and I'll come back to that point in a moment, uh, he was sent to prepare us for his final return. How is God preparing us? What began on that Christmas morning some 2,000 years ago? Well, if you read through the Old Testament, you'll see that the Jewish people were God's chosen people. There was a lot of stories, a lot of conversations. You see God talking to the Jews throughout the Old Testament, and all sorts of important things happened, which I would have loved to have talked about, but Bill told me it would take two hours. So anyway, (laughs) but... Through the work of Jesus Christ, salvation is now offered to all of mankind. In the Old Testament, the Jews were the chosen people, but now through the work of Jesus Christ, God opens that offer of salvation to all of mankind. He has come a long way to make, make, us, um, make a way for us to be with him for eternity. Excuse me. <clears throat> John 14:2 and three, "I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you will be also." In Hebrews 9:28. So Christ, having been offered to bear sins of many, will appear but will be, appear a second time, not to deal with sin but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. So when he returns, he returns to take us with him. That's it. It's time to go home. I know many of us are anxious, ready to go, but that's what his return is all about. We've all heard of second breakfast, right? Well, how about second Christmas? Well, that's what we're really looking forward to, right? I hope you've heard of it or Jason would be disappointed, but... Just ask him what second Christmas is. Since he's not here today, he wasn't able to make it, but he'll probably figure it out. Are you ready for this second Christmas? Are you ready for his second coming? Is your family as your Savior? Sorry, skipped the entire line. (laughs) Is your family ready? Your friends, your neighbors? There's There's a time when it is too late to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. And that time will come in an hour unknown. So please be ready today. Please your family, friends, coworkers, don't wait until it's too late. I remember when I was in my teenage years I would say to myself but ultimately to God you know God I do believe in Jesus up here in my head I do believe that he came to offer his life and to offer salvation I believe that's all true but you know I'm a little busy right now, or I'm having fun, or I I just want to do what I want to do right now. I don't don't want to get serious about God and devote my entire life to him. Because to me, it seemed like it was um, losing so much. Yes, I may have lost my life by turning it over to Jesus, but what I lost was an absolute minuscule amount to what is gained. So, gently though, over the next few years, God slowly showed me that tomorrow will never come. Because that was my most common thought was, well, in a couple years, when I get older, when I have a family, or decide to settle down. But God gently and slowly showed me over the next couple years that tomorrow was never going to come. There would always be another excuse. So, don't delay. If he is calling you, today, now is the time. What must we do then? What must we do in light of all this? John 1.12 tells us, But to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So like we said just a few minutes ago, receive him, believe in his name. Revelation 3.20 Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. John 1, 15. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So again I ask, how else is God preparing us for his return? Well, also by transforming our hearts and renewing our minds to be more Christ-like that we might glorify him, bring him glory. And as I mentioned, by offering eternal life, preparing a place for us as he has gone to prepare a place for us. If you hear the, lo- the voice of the Lord calling, you do need to believe and receive him. Let him into your hearts and receive him as Lord and Savior. And finally, how do we know that we have salvation? 1 John 5.13 says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And also, in, in addition, we have the changed lives in ourselves, in our hearts, the way we think, act, behave, in those around us, we see the evidence of the Holy Spirit working in our lives as we just read that he renews our hearts, renews our minds to be more like him. Romans 6.2 says, we died to our old sinful lives. So sin no longer has power over us. We have been set free on this Christmas a couple thousand years ago. It is fun to get gifts at Christmas though, right? Well, Again, the best Christmas gift ever offered is offered today. And that gift that pays for our sins, it is the gift that destroys the work of Satan. It is the gift that makes the salvation available to the entire world. To all who believed in him, he gives the right to become children of God. So I pray that you accept this gift today. And if you have already, I pray that you present this gift to your friends, family, co-workers. This is what Christmas is all about. This is God's gift to us this Christmas day, this gift that brings us to him for all eternity. How could we ask for anything more? So as you go home and celebrate with your family and friends, just remember and reflect on the true gift and worship and thank the Lord Jesus as you go home. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your word. We do thank you for this body of believers in this time that um, we can come together and focus on you, on your son, on the gift that was offered this Christmas day. And just pray that uh, it will reach the hearts and minds of all those that hear. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.